Every Thursday, we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, you busy fundraiser. Yeah, you. Listen, I know you're busy planning an event and you shouldn't have to worry about what software you're using for events and online giving and peer-to-peer fundraising and auctions and mobile bidding and text-to-give. It's all at one cause. OneCause.com. Listen, I've been using OneCause for a long time with clients all over. It's designed for busy fundraisers. It's intuitive. It's a powerful fundraising solution for your next event, and you should be using it. Go to OneCause.com. They're a sponsor of the show. They're amazing. They're awesome. And there's free resources galore at OneCause.com. Check them out today. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So... Contact Brady Marks to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby, and of course, we talk with People who are going to help our, our small, medium-sized nonprofits do good better. Sometimes that's a for-profit that has really good tips and tricks for the nonprofits like we've got today. Cassie, yes. Hi. welcome to the official Thank Do you. Better podcast. Uh, you are the founder. You are the executive director. Best place. I am so excited to have you here. I meant to have you on for a long time, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we have run in circles uh, together over the last number of years, it has been really fun to watch you grow, and it's and it's really interesting because I think from the social services standpoint, I think our nonprofit friends are going to learn a lot. But before we get into that, uh, we probably need to know who you are and what you do. So, at a five thousand foot view, who are yes. you? What do you do? And why are we talking today? Uh, thank you for that introduction. So, my name is Cassie Kisowski. I own Beth's Place in Moorhead. We recently expanded to Grand Forks and have plans to expand a little bit further than that. Um, I own a substance use outpatient clinic, which means that patients come during the day and leave around that three, four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I love my job. I love, love, love it. I love, love, love it. So, and I think that, you know, shows and some of our work. I've brought treatment and seeking treatment and seeking help if you need help with substance use, mental health to kind of the forefront that there's no shame in it. 
Um, and I think that's been best place mission. And I think we've done a decent job at showing that. Pretty, uh, pretty decent indeed. I'd love a backstory. Okay. Why the name Best Place? Yeah. How did you get started? And why on earth would you do something as outrageously audacious <laughs> as starting this? It was recently audacious. So um, I have a background in infectious disease. That's what I used to work in. Loved it. Did a ton of education. Traveled. My mom had gastric bypass in 1999. Never drank before. Was a successful CEO. Gastric bypass. One drink equals six. It affects the brain and the gut totally different. We know that now. We didn't know that then. She was one of the first ones to get it. Um, so when she went into some of these like periomenopausal symptoms, she was unable to sleep. So she actually started randomly to have a drink before bed. So one drink equals six. It became a habit by the time that we caught on, we were full blown into addiction and it was so just like mind blowing. Some of these symptoms that you just had never seen in her before. So it was actually my first exposure to treatment. And I was just really taken aback by the lack of answers. I didn't really care for some of the programs. Everyone just kept saying she's going to hit rock bottom. I'm like, what does rock bottom look like? That's so different for every single person. So I would constantly kind of battle back and forth with her counselors. Okay, well, if she needs to hit rock bottom, to me, that sounds like death. So, and unfortunately she did end up losing her life to alcoholism three years in. So it was fast and progressive and just very, very ugly. So at that time, I decided to go back for my double master's in mental health and addiction, and then further on for my PhD in human behavior, um, and just kind of start a treatment facility that was person-centered, that worked with the family, that worked with the clients, and got them that true wraparound service. We're not a one-size-fits-all. If I can't help you, my team can't help you, we plug you in to other people instead of the answers that we constantly got, like, she has to want it. That didn't make sense to my brain. I'm very science-based. So how can she want something when her frontal lobe, your decision-making, your empathy is turned off like we know. So that's where professionals come in. That's where we help you. That's where we say, those are symptoms of her disease at this time, you know, lying, not wanting to get sober. Those are symptoms. So let us help you kind of nudge that person into the right direction instead of saying, this is a you problem. Right. Um, I, I love this as a story too, because as I sort of relay this back in the nonprofit world, it's a it's a wonderful, hey, here was an issue. I saw it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to do something, right? Every nonprofit um, sort of entrepreneur, if you will, the one entrepreneur, yeah. right? It's got the entrepreneur brain. Same thing in the nonprofit world. Tell a story exactly like Cassie does. And all of a sudden now your uh, people are enticed uh, mm-hmm. by that. Now I'm sure you've had a number of successes over the years. Um, it's hard work, not only running a nonprofit, it's hard work running a business. It's exhausting every single day, but we hold on to the stories that really make us go and remember, oh, that's why I do it. Mm-hmm. Is there is there one or two? We don't have to name drop or anything. We'll keep it all yeah. as, uh, as as quiet as possible. But are there is there one story that in particular that you remember or remind yourself of when everything kind of gets a little tough and go, I got to stick it out today? You know, and I'm a little different in that aspect of, I don't, I don't cling on to the bad times. I just don't, I'm a very action focused person. So any, 
I see everyone as good. I see it as planting seeds. Even if that person relapses, even if that person passes away and they were in our facility, we planted seeds at the end of the day. We showed them quality care on such a cellular level. And that's something I'm so strong about with my team. Like every day we work our butt off. You work here 40 hours a week. Those are our people. You work really hard. So then if we do lose them because of the comorbidity, comorbidity with addiction, we can lay our head down at night, right? So I think for me, my always drive, it sounds really morbid, but it's just the truth. My drive is always going to be that I zip my mom up in a body bag. I zip my mom up in a body bag. I came from a really amazing family, amazing family. I had an amazing mother. One of those things where you're like, that will never happen to my family. Never, never. And here I was, right? So that's my drive. When I zipped her up, I literally gave her a kiss and I said, I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it. I, I I love that as a perspective, though, too, because I think in the nonprofit world, we're always like, hey, let me get a sunshine puppy dog ice cream and rainbows yeah. story that I use as motivation. And I think the same is true of I'm not going to let this or I'm going to do my damnedest not to have this happen to as many mm-hmm. people as I can affect. Right. Whether mm-hmm. that's, um, you know, if you if you come from homelessness or chronic, you know, uh, uh, food scarcity and you're going to make sure that you have the ability to help people with that, whatever. And that's what you start as a nonprofit or a, or a business that becomes your motivating factor, not necessarily like, hey, here's what we did positively. It's my motivating factor is I'm not going to let this happen to anybody else. And I think that's mm-hmm. a really that's a really unique perspective. And I really like that a lot. What sort of challenges are have you been facing recently? And I know COVID's kind of affected everybody uh, differently, but is there a specific um, sort of challenge that you have had recently? And how do you overcome that? We're always looking for ideas and ways to get our, our mental uh, hurdles over some yeah. of the blockades that happen, especially in these startup nonprofits and and entrepreneurial brains. Got a story for us that you can kind of share? I think on the business side, right away, I led a lot with fear. Treatment typically is pretty underground. And what I mean by that is we go into a church basement, we do primarily AA and has gotten so many people sober, or you don't tell anybody that you're going to treatment. So I kind of did something different. I started posting a lot online. I did a lot of videos. I kind of was just out there speaking events. Um, It got a lot of kickback from a lot of different professionals in the arena. Um, but I felt like we needed to do it. I felt like we were in a different era. Now we're now the FM area is getting hit with a lot of fentanyl, a lot of opiates. How do we address that? How do we get the education out that unlike alcohol, unlike methamphetamine, you have time for lack of a better word to figure out your addiction. You don't with fentanyl. You don't with fentanyl. You don't with heroin. You will pass away and you don't know when that time is going to be. So I just kind of hit it. I hit it head on. And that has been our biggest challenge is I think last week alone, we have 15 um, fentanyl patients. Mm. So we haven't, it's been in the news constantly, right? But fortunately where we live, we haven't gotten hit with it quite as hard. It's here. It's here and it's pretty aggressive and they go after our kiddos. You know, they sell on Snapchat. They make everything look nice. MDMA, which is a party drug ecstasy, right? That's all over, you know, they're putting it into campus, but then they're lacing it with fentanyl, Mm. (laughs) you know? So it's, it's this huge marketing thing because drug dealing is a business. And I think people forget that it's a business at the end of the day, probably led by a really successful (laughs) entrepreneur, you know? If you're a good one, if you're high up, 
you're not using your product, you're marketing where you need to. So I believe it's our job to counteract that. Like, actually, this is what it is. This is the education on the brain. Parents are going on Snapchat. They're going on Instagram. These are the symbols to look for because it's all very cryptic. Yeah. I, so, I, yeah. I like the, op- I like the openness of the videos and I like the openness of just you talking about this in, in the wide, wide open. And I know it's, I know it's disruptive to old guard, old perspectives or whatever, but I've never seen it as you're doing it to be disruptive, to burn the whole system down. No. You're doing it to be disruptive, to go, Hey, look at this. Mm-hmm. We should be all looking at this holistically rather than mm-hmm. just sticking uh, in the road. And I really appreciate that. Um, from an entrepreneur's brain to another, because I think most nonprofit leaders are. Yeah. We think we think all over the place and we're always all the time. At shiny objects. All it's kind of time. our bit, right? Um, is there a tip or a trick that you have learned over the years as you've been sort of creating this mm-hmm. on how not to maybe get distracted from the other hundred different things that you could be doing mm-hmm. so you can kind of laser focus on the stuff that you are? Because I know that's uh, I know it's a big problem in the nonprofit world. I figured that you'd be a good person to ask since we yeah. kind of live in real time, like you're in the moment all the time. So is there a tip or a trick that you have to kind of help our nonprofit leaders who have that sort of brain to mm-hmm. uh, help them out? So first rule I always take is I do not take advice or opinions for people who are not in the arena with me. I just don't, I don't take, I don't take feedback. I don't take perceptions. I don't take any of that junk. I don't wear that on me. Um, That's going to be my first one. Second one, I despise the word balance. I think it's something that we say like self-care and balance. I don't care for that. What I care for is you have a hundred F's to give a day, right? You have a hundred dollars to give a day. Where are you dividing it? What are your non-negotiables and what's left for the business? So for me, I had to be realistic that I'm a mother of three and I'm an active mother of three. I love being a mom. So I don't have as many as all that hundred to spread out, right? So where's it going to go and what's left? Where do my friendships fall in? Where do marketing, where does all those things fall in? Instead, we burn ourselves out because we can say we were going to be all the things you can't be, but as an entrepreneur, you can probably operate at a higher rate than the average person, right? That's just how our brains are wired. So I've had to learn when to lay down, when to get going and what that looks like instead of doing it based off of others' perceptions. Right when I opened, everyone said, oh my gosh, you're going to burn out. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm sitting there go, gosh, like, I really love it. Like, what are they seeing in me? What is it? It's their fears. It's their projections. It's their not understanding of how you can do what you're doing. That's not for other people. Other people's opinions of us are none of our business. So find your people. Who is that? Your husband, your wife, your mom, your dad, your kiddos. And those non-negotiables are super important. I think uh, every nonprofit leader always um, is thinking the same thing. And mm-hmm. they don't know how to uh, verbalize that as well as you just did. So I think that's uh, a really empowering piece to know that mm-hmm. they um, they feel the same way. Everybody else says they're overworked, but they probably don't think so because mm-hmm. what they're doing fulfills them. And who's mm-hmm. that? Who are you to say that that isn't part of your own yeah. mental wellness journey? Is that I feel fulfilled by making others feel fulfilled, and that's how I fill uh, my own bucket. I also love this um, this thought. I think nonprofit leaders can take a little uh, bit about this when they think other people are are uh, talking about them or they're saying mm-hmm. something to others. You would care less about other people's opinions if you knew how little people are thinking about you on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not. Yeah, yeah. They randomly mm-hmm. do. And then they have this random opinion and then they immediately forget about you and they go on to something mm-hmm. else. 
And yet you kind of hold their like, wait, why do they say that? And you're thinking about it constantly and they haven't thought about you in three days. And and that's such a wonderful release to doing great work that you know you do and you know you're doing Mm -hmm. in your gut. And I think that's uh, that's pretty awesome as well. So I always think if you don't Um, know my number, then if you don't know my telephone number, I don't care what you said. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know me. You don't don't know me. You're fine. Yeah, like listen, I'm doing awesome work. We're doing awesome things. Therefore, yeah. I don't know what you, what else do you want uh, for me. And, and people get people, confused on yeah. the marketing aspect too, because for marketing, you share what you want people to know, right? So they put you in this box of, well, that's who she is. Mm-hmm. I show you a third. <laughs> right. I show you a third of who right. Cassie is, and I show you what I want you to see. Yeah. So. It's true. It's it's absolutely true. I hope that helps when uh, when people are listening to this and they're and they're in their own. It's hard. A board member so or somebody. Said, yeah, somebody says something about that. No, it's okay. It's okay. You yeah. keep doing what you're doing, and you follow your gut instinct because you know that's right. Because you've been in the field, your boots on the ground, you're seeing what the results are. You know your impact. Keep it up. If people want to get a hold of you, if they've got uh, individuals within their family who have mm-hmm. either a struggle or a potential struggle, or they just want to talk it out or hash it out, and they're in the area, the Fargo Moorhead area, they want a little bit of advice and help. How on earth do people get a hold of you and Best So the first step is always going to be the comprehensive assessment. We have to get you in. We have to understand what you're struggling with to then give you a recommendation, right? So that's your treatment plan part. So we have walk-ins Tuesday from eight to two. We have walk-ins on Thursday from eight to one. And then we can also book online at bethsplacerecovery.com or call the clinic at 701-566-9965. And it's not just for if you're deeply struggling. Um, We have a lot of actually entrepreneurs that come in that maybe have been in social circles and drank and been like, hey, is this too much? Should I cut down? Do you think I have an issue with alcohol? That's really common. So if you feel like you're kind of on the fence of where your mental health is or your substance uses, please reach out. And listen, uh, in the nonprofit world, it's something we don't talk about a lot, but everybody mm-hmm. goes home and has a glass of wine to unwind because that's exactly what we do at the end of the day, because that's what we think is going to help. And so uh, it's, it is very not talked about, especially in the nonprofit world, because you're a do-gooder and you're a non-profiteer and nobody wants to talk a little bit badly about that. You don't want to feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And this is where you call Beth and Beth's place yep. and you call Cassie and then you make sure that everything is a-okay and yep. then get you back on your feet. So that's awesome. Hey, thank you so much for what you do. Thanks so much thank for um, being a, a leader and an entrepreneur thought, you know, leader as well in the, mm-hmm. in the town and just sort of being one of those people that I kind of look up to and go, Hey, I'm going to be like her a little bit more uh, oh, today. Thank you. Which is fantastic. But thank you so much for being here as a guest yes. on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesome or a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, use the promo code podcast. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer. And I want you to do awesome good better go to dogooduniversity.com today